Theater. It's all theater. We're going to talk very briefly about that sham committee meeting today. We're going to talk about maybe everybody really is against us and more vaccine madness. All that's coming up tonight, and I'm right. Ooh, there was a big scary committee hearing today. Did you hear about it? No, I'm not playing you any clips from it. I'm not. I'm not going to play you any clips from that sham January 6th hearing they had today with those lying, whiny cops and the lying, whiny congressman up there asking them questions. Did you see Adam Kinzinger even cried? And Adam Schiff cried and the cops were getting all emotional. I'm traumatized. Give me a freaking break. I'm not covering it because this is all a joke. And I'm, I'm embarrassed by the Republican response to this. The Republican response that they've decided on is, huh, I, it was really terrible, but it was Nancy Pelosi's fault. Wake up. They don't care about January 6th. They don't care about people wandering into the Capitol. They don't care that anyone died on either side. Communists don't think like that. They don't care about things like that. They're using January 6th to mobilize the forces of government, and we're about to get to all these forces, to mobilize the forces of government into making you an enemy of the state. That's all this is. Anytime you see a single person bring up January 6th, that's what they're doing. Journalists, congressmen, whoever. When they bring it up, when they have these hearings, it's all about them convincing the world you're the enemy. That's what's happening here. And one last thing before I go on to all this other madness. Kinzinger crying, Schiff crying, cops out there. This, this was the worst day of my life. <laughs> what happened to us as a society? You know what? Let's get offensive tonight. You know what happened to us? Because I'm, I'm going to give you the answer. You know what happened to us? We used to be a society run by men. And when you're a society run by men, your culture is going to incentivize competition, success, winning. And we're now in a feminine society with testosterone levels in free fall run by women. And that's why dudes will cry on camera now all the time on purpose. Like it's something they brag about. And I understand dudes will cry on occasion. I do every time I watch Rudy and he holds up the trophy in the end and it's beautiful. It's fine. Dudes will cry on occasion. But you kind of hide it, right? Unless it's a funeral or something like that. If I'm watching Rudy and I get a tear in my eye when he makes that great sack at the end, I don't want the wife to see me. I'll kind of turn off to the side and wipe my tears. Dudes today in America, they legit, it's bragging rights to them. Oh, did you see? I wept like a little girl on national television. Isn't it cool, Mom? When did we become this? When did we become soft as Charmin? I don't know when this happened, but it's not good. One day, some barbarian horde is going to cross the ocean and take this country away from us because we have a bunch of crying babies on TV. Now, let's move on to something else. It's a little dark. All right, but remember what I was just talking about, about how they're trying to mobilize the forces of government against you? Here's what I mean. We have a system, right? You know what the system is because you watch my show. And we have cultural institutions. And what is a culture? We use the word culture all the time. Culture this, culture that. We have a culture war. We have a culture problem. What is culture? Culture is not complicated. Culture is simply what your society chooses to incentivize and what it chooses to disincentivize. 
and your cultural institutions, they will ultimately be the ones who decide. The leadership of these institutions, they will decide what should be incentivized and what should be disincentivized in any nation. And when I say cultural institutions, remember, we're talking about religion and education and government and, and, and entertainment and all these things. They will determine. They are the leaders. They will determine. People will consume with their eyes and ears, and they will, they will determine where people will go, what people will value, what they won't value. What you're seeing right now in America as we get to this idiot army major general, what you're seeing is <clears throat> they're all really worried about the right. All of our cultural leaders, they think you're the biggest threat to America right now. Wrap your, wrap your mind around this. We have an Army Major General, Patrick Donahue. He spent the day arguing with the college student from Hillsdale on Twitter and then bragging, public service announcement, block and report the Twitter trolls and disinformation tinfoil hat team. This is the same general who's been talking about, oh, the Delta variant. Ooh, very, very scary. We're all going to die, haven't you heard? Better wear that mask. Why do we have commanding generals talking about Delta variant and blocking people on Twitter? I don't know if you've heard, General, but there's this big country. It's over there in the east. If you see Japan, just look at Japan on a map and you just look kind of to the left. And you'll see this big country right across the water there. That place is called China. You see it's run by communist scumbags and they hate America. Their economy is now just as big as ours. Their military is getting just as big as ours. They're aggressively consuming everything they can, and they're cyber hacking us every other day. But I understand. I don't want to take any time away from your Twitter time, General. Seriously, I know that's really important for, for a commanding general, but maybe, maybe the college students at Hillsdale, maybe we can save that battle for later. Maybe worry about the Chinese. Look, what do I know, though? It's just a thought. Just a thought. Go, go on, General. Facebook needs you to lead the charge. But it's not just the Army. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Oh, and don't think, by the way, it's just this General. You remember what that loser Mark Miley had to say. I want to understand white rage, and I'm white, and I want to understand it. So what is it that caused thousands of people to assault this building and try to overturn the Constitution of the United States of America. What caused that? I want to find that out. I want to maintain an open mind here, and I do want to analyze it. It's important that we understand that, because our soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marines, and Guardians, they come from the American people. So it is important that the leaders, now and in the future, do understand it. That's the chairman of the Joint Chiefs. Remember that China place I was just talking about? What do you think China thinks? when they see our loser general class? What do you think goes through China's mind? I mean, it's bad enough they have to watch the President of the United States uh, and uh, pudding and, and ducks and beavers. It's bad enough they have to watch the commander-in-chief not be able to hold a thought in his head. Our generals are just as bad. I want to understand white rage. You loser, go retire somewhere. All of you are so embarrassing. But, you know, it's not just the military. Oh, big text all over it. PayPal is working with the Anti-Defamation League, the ADL, to collect information on and cut off 
financial flows so so-called extremists on the right can't make and distribute money. Now, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to think about, you can even reference it right now when you watch the show, I want you to think about your last 20 Twitter posts, Facebook posts, last 20 things you've put out there online. Do you think the Anti-Defamation League or the cultural Marxists who run PayPal, do you think they would look at those things you're putting out there and consider those views to be extremist? How much vaccine stuff you have on there? Everything about wearing a mask? Are you denying white supremacy in America? None of these are taking place on your social media page, right? I want you to understand. They think you're the extremist. These people are all mobilizing against you. It is that bad. I wish I could put a, a pretty picture on it. I can't. It's this bad. The DOJ. The DOJ is worried about you. All while dropping charges against murderous Governor Andrew Cuomo of New York. Wow, it's just 15,000 dead seniors. Forget about that. Does anyone, does anyone have a whitey we can hunt down out there? Definitely has to be someone on the right. Anyone with a MAGA hat, let's go after him. I, it, what am I supposed to do? The Department of Justice, time and time again. Oh, you, you know what else they did? I love this. They dropped charges on the researchers that were tied to the Chinese government. Five people, they were in America. They hid their involvement in the Chinese government and Chinese military. The DOJ, I mean, the DOJ that's going after you, they dropped the charges. No, they're not worried about nursing home deaths. They're worried about dropping charges on Chinese spies who were here picking up secrets. What secrets do you think they were here picking up? Don't forget Donald Trump during his presidency had to close the Chinese consulate right in my hometown of Houston because the Chinese were spying so aggressively from it. The Chinese are here and they're after us and the left is only worried about you. That is something we have to wrap our minds around. And the left knows they're untouchable now. They're not held to any laws. Andrew Cuomo sure knows it. I have told you the facts on COVID from day one. Whether they were easy, whether they were hard, I told you the truth. While a lot of people were talking politics, and a lot of people were talking theory, and a lot of people were trying to deny because they didn't want to deliver bad news. I told you the truth. He wasn't playing politics. He was telling you the truth. That man, that man right there, he's directly responsible for thousands of seniors dying in New York. He told corona, he told state-run nursing homes, you must accept coronavirus patients. Those are the people who are most vulnerable. They accepted the coronavirus patients. Old people died in droves. You know what Andrew Cuomo's punishment for that is? $5.1 million in sales from his book, and he won an Emmy. But think long and hard about you being an extremist and what these people think about you. Think long and hard about it. Oh, what else is the DOJ not doing? FBI, what are they not doing? You understand the president's son is a drugged-out disaster, right? I mean, we all get that. It's fine. It's not judging the guy. People suffer with addiction. You understand he's a crappy artist, 
and he's currently selling his artwork for $500,000 a pop to who? We don't know. Not that that's worth looking into. It's only somebody buying influence of the president's son. But hey, he's a Democrat. Let's not stress it. All that may have made you uncomfortable. I hope it did. But I'm right. All right, we got more mask mandates coming. (laughs) These people. We'll get to that in just a moment. First and foremost, though, we have an app. The First TV has an app. Just go to your app store, download the First TV. You can watch it on demand anytime you want. You can watch it live. Anybody. We're all on there. Go to the First TV. Get it on your phone. I've got it on mine. You'll enjoy it. We'll be back. Fully vaccinated people are at a very, very low risk of getting COVID-19. Therefore, if you've been fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask. Okay. Pretty cut and dry. And makes sense, right? Get the vaccine. Vaccine that's supposed to be for coronavirus. And you would get the vaccine so you won't be at risk from coronavirus. Once you're not at risk from coronavirus, it would appear the mask, the face diaper you've been wearing around is no longer necessary. Pretty common sense, right? I'll tell you what, hang on to that for just a moment. Let's talk about trust. Trust is a funny thing. Trust is much, much different than love. So you see, you can't help it if you fall in love with someone half the time. It's just, uh, there she is. She's so pretty. I like her personality. Got a good smile. I love her. Maybe you don't trust her yet, though, right? Trust is one of those things that must be earned over a period of time. Trust can never be instant, ever. And once it's gone, virtually impossible to get back. Or at least get back all the way. You may be able to earn a little back, but virtually impossible to get back all the way. Here's the problem. When coronavirus hit our shores, we knew it was a disease. We knew it had been killing people in China. We saw some scary internet videos from Italy. We weren't quite sure what we were dealing with. I was, of course, against any lockdowns at all ever, but that's another story. A lot of people were scared, understandably. But... The messaging we started getting immediately from our government, and this is Republicans and Democrats. For once, I'm not just attacking Democrats here. It was all over the map. Don't wear a mask. And we've got Fauci and all these guys on tape. Don't wear a mask. It's ridiculous. You don't have to walk around masked up. About five minutes later, wear a mask. Why aren't you wearing a mask? Do you want grandma to die? And then we got, what did we get? You remember this? I'm going to give you PTSD here. 15 days to slow the spread. Just 15 days? 15 days to slow... Look, all we're asking is 15 days, all right? We just want to make sure the hospitals aren't overwhelmed. Don't, don't you trust us? 15 days. Oh, whoa. This coronavirus still exists after 15 days. All right, a month. Okay, hopefully Easter. Remember Easter? All right, maybe never. Time after time after time after time, we've been told things 
and then they're telling us opposite things. And we can open after this and open after that and open with masks and open after that. And then when we get the vaccine, we can open. But no, we can't open. I guess, the, oh, wait, there's a new variant. The new variant protects you. Oh, it doesn't protect you. If you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. Oh, actually, I take that back. You do have to wear a mask. Because you saw what the president just said. You're vaccinated. You don't have to worry about it. Well, here's what the CDC just said. His CDC, I might add. They just announced they're bringing back masks for vaccinated individuals. The CDC announced today, K through 12 students, they are recommending masks for them regardless of vaccination status. Trust, trust is earned. And once it is lost, you can't get it back again. If you're a vaccine person, that's fine. I've gotten vaccines. I haven't gotten any coronavirus vaccines. I've been very flu- I've been very forthright with you about my position on the coronavirus vaccine. You know, whatever you do with your body is your business. If you're somebody who trusts the vaccine and you're at risk, one of these age groups, or maybe you're really fat and you're at risk for coronavirus, go, get it. I don't judge you at all. If you're someone who didn't get it, don't judge you either. You're allowed to decide what you put in your body. I didn't get it because I'm a 40-year-old man. I'm not obese. Therefore, I have a year and a half of data that tells me I'm not really at risk for getting coronavirus. Or if I do get it, I'm not really at risk for having major complications. So I'm not getting it. But whatever you do is fine. But what are we telling America when we tell them, you can get back to normal if you just do this? If you just do this, just wear a mask, just 15 days, just 30 days, just take the vaccine, just take another vaccine, or just get a vaccine booster shot, just this, just this, just this, just this. And then we just keep pulling that carrot away. At the last moment, pulling that carrot away. What we're actually telling America is something that goes way deeper than coronavirus or any of this stuff at all. We're telling America and have told America now repeatedly, you can't trust any of your institutions. The Center for Disease Control? I mean, this is an organization that you would at least think you could probably trust for diseases, right? I mean, kind of right there in the name. You would think, uh, yeah, of course they're going to shoot me straight. Really? The Center for Disease Control was issuing eviction moratoriums not long ago. They've lost their mind. The Center for Disease Control apparently doesn't know anything about diseases. Or maybe they do know it and they're not telling us. What do you think when I say the words... FBI to you. Do you think the boys in blue are expert federal law enforcement out there on the front lines defending us from the bad guys? Or when I say FBI, do you do this? <laughs> I know what I do. Do we have any institutions who haven't violated your trust, especially over the last year and a half? Any of them? Shoot the churches. And I hope you have a good one. Remember, I lost mine about a year ago. In the wake of George Floyd dying, pastor gets up. Well, we have to talk about our white. When gone, don't trust them either. Who do you trust? And if you don't trust it, where does that lead us? Honestly, setting all the coronavirus stuff aside for a moment. If you don't trust your cultural institutions at all, where does that leave us as a country? Not in a good place. Not in a good place at all. Because once the trust is gone, then you simply will have people start isolating themselves from others. I don't trust any of these people. 
We have headlines all over the place. New York, they're going to start requiring vaccines for all their city workers. St. Louis is flat out yellow marking people, forcing vaccinated people to wear masks. Another place I saw in California, you have to wear a sticker on yourself saying you've been vaccinated or wear masks. We're getting information all over the place. And I'm going to play this to you from Gavin Newsom, and then we're going to have a talk about vaccines. Hang on. It's like drunk drivers. You don't have the right to go out and drink and drive and put everybody else at risk, including your own life at risk. California is one of the highest vaccination rates in America, but yet we're still seeing an increase because so many people, 25% in California, uh, are refusing to get vaccinated. It's mm. very dangerous. So it's 25% of unvaccinated people, right? And uh, super genius Don Lemon had this to say. Don't get the vaccine. You can't go to the supermarket. Don't have the vaccine, you don't show it, can't go to the ball game. Don't have the vaccine, can't go to work. You don't have the vaccine, can't come here. No shirt, no shoes, no service. That's where I think we should be right now because we continue to waste our breath on people who are just not going to change. They're, you know, the circular logic. They just keep going back and saying, well, it's my freedom, it's whatever, I'm free. I have an uncomfortable question to ask. I don't certainly don't want to put anybody out, but I have an uncomfortable question to ask. Why are vaccinated people worried about unvaccinated people? Anyone? I mean, I look, I'm just a dumb marine construction worker. I sold RVs. I went to community college. So I know I'm probably speaking way above my station here, but... If you've been vaccinated and you believe that vaccine protects you from getting coronavirus, why do you care what I do? What does it matter at all what I do? You are, as a vaccinated person, at least in your mind, I'm assuming that's why you got it, you are now protected from coronavirus. So again, why do you care about me? I almost wonder, and I know I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist here, almost seems like this is more about control than anything else. Oh, no, I'm sure that can't be it. All right, listen, we're going to talk about the Arizona audits next. But first, home title theft is a real thing, a very, very scary thing, and it's something that is wiping people out. Listen to this crook. Nobody thinks that I can take their house and borrow against the house. Oh, no, I have title insurance for that. No, it's, it's in my name, or he would have to get some special document. They would call me. You know, nobody's calling you. After I've stolen the title, borrowed against it, or sold the property, or done whatever I've done with it, it's 60 to 90 days to even figure out that, that they're the victim of this crime. You know, by that point, you start getting foreclosure notices, and you realize you've got four mortgages on your house. Not only that, you don't even own your home anymore. It's not even in your name. It's not fun. It's a disaster. They will evict you from your home. It's that bad. Go to HomeTitleLock.com right now and sign up today. HomeTitleLock.com. Make sure you use the promo code RADIO. That gets you 30 days for free. We'll be back. The federal government is very concerned about COVID, haven't you heard? 
I mean, we have this, these new the mask guidelines out. All the kiddies have to be masked. Everyone wear 10 masks. Or we're going to get vaccinated a thousand times or we're all going to die. I mean, I know you've seen this. The federal government is very, very, very concerned about it. They're so concerned about it that the border's wide open, though. You see, I'm not getting consistency here. I have 40 Border Patrol agents testing positive for COVID in Texas because of illegal immigrants pouring across the border due to Democrat policies. Joining me now to talk about that and other things is Alex Stovall. He's the Arizona congressional candidate and also U.S. Army Reserve chaplain. Alex, Joe Biden and the federal government, they're very concerned about COVID. Haven't you heard? Yes, I have heard. And it's something that I think is quite repulsive and uh, just to be clear, I'm a chaplain candidate, so have to make that uh, differentiation clear for those that are listening that may not exactly be in favor of what we're doing. So uh, I actually went to go visit one of the hot spots of the border in Douglas today, maybe five or 10 minutes ago, and I spent some time talking to the individuals out there, and they're under the, the understanding that about eight, every eight hours, they have about 100 illegal immigrants that are crossing the border, trying to get over from wherever it is they're coming from, whether it's Venezuela, Guatemala, um, or Mexico, if you will. So it, it's really disheartening to see that they're more focused on um, stopping the border, passing millions of dollars to stop the border from being built to ultimately help our economy, help our, our infrastructure, rather than focusing on the things that we really should be focusing on. And as you, you mentioned, uh, the, the vaccinations with the children, I think it's extremely important that we understand that it's, it doesn't fall on them. It, it, the, the younger generation, they're their future. And we have negated the elected officials, not all of them, but a large majority of them have neglected and ultimately abandoned our younger generation. So it's disheartening to see that these things are happening and the chaos that's going on at the border overall. Alex, make me understand it. Why? I, I mean, you're, you're, I, I know you're not a Democrat. I know you're a Republican, but this seems to be what Democrats want almost universally. Why? Yeah, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. I'm actually a walk away. I was a Democrat. I grew up in the Democratic Party, and I think a lot of it comes down to power, control, and keeping us confused. Keeping us confused keeps them in business. And it's disgusting to think that they're making money off of this narrative of the inner city communities, off of the immigration, and off of our younger generation that are supposed to inherit this great nation. Alex, uh, these numbers from the Arizona Senate hearing are something. 3,981 people who voted on Election Day were registered after the 15th. 11,326 people who voted were not on the 11-7 voter rolls, but were somehow listed in the database on, de on December 4th. 18,000 people who voted on Election Day, but were subsequently removed. 74,000 mail-in ballots were counted with no record of having been mailed in the first place. What exactly is going on with this Arizona audit? It may be the least talked about story in America, but something seems to be going on. Well, I've always told people it's important to understand that the elected officials that have their hand in the cookie jar have been caught red-handed. And keeping us confused and making us focus on things that are not important is exactly what keeps them in business. So I'm excited for this audit to get done. I've been following it. I haven't said much about it because I believe the truth will come to fruition and the truth will stand for itself. And quite frankly, I think the narrative of this Delta variant, how conveniently does it come into place as soon as we're getting closer to uh, concluding the audit? I'll say it's open for interpretation, but I think they're starting to see some things and they're starting to understand they made a big mistake and they tried to cover this up and the American people are now hypervigilant of what's going on in our elections. And it's gonna make it extremely difficult moving forward for them to do this again, ever.
Okay, are we though? That, see, that's what I worry about, Alex. I know the Republicans, at least the Republican base, your voters, I know they want the Republican Party to do something about it, but that generally doesn't actually get you real action from the Republican Party. They talk a lot, they don't do a lot. Are mm -hmm. we going to get them doing anything? Well, that comes back to accountability. Bringing accountability back to the table, I think the American people are doing an excellent job. I think the inner city communities have become more hypervigilant. My community specifically are more aware of what's going on with the elections. And I think applying the pressure in the right areas and making sure the constituents are more aware and allowing to put that pressure on the officials, letting them know that we're watching what they're doing now more closely than ever. So I think having the accountability thing put back on the table and making sure our local communities are more aware. That's how we get that uh, that accountability uh, back into the official office, and that's how we alleviate this from happening. Alex, I'm glad you're trying to become a, a chaplain. I am. I think that's a wonderful thing. I, I will be honest with you. I'm gravely concerned about our military leadership as, as we currently sit here. The things I'm hearing out of leadership, I, I, I'm not hearing things like take the fight to the enemy, let's focus on China. I'm hearing on a lot of about a, a lot of focus on things that aren't important at all, and it concerns me greatly about the future of the American military. Yeah, specifically, let's talk about the extremism training that they're trying to push on the soldiers. I, I think there's a lot of holes that are in that product, and I think it's really creating dysfunction and disunity within the unit as a whole. I don't speak for the Department of Defense, but as a soldier as who's currently gone through the training, I know there's it's posing a lot of questions and it's creating a lot of confusion within the Department of Defense, and we have to be unified. That's the biggest thing, more important now than ever, that we're unified. Alex, what can bring this country together? Anything? I mean, because I'll be honest, man. I look around and I don't see much. Yeah, so I think the simple question to that is values. Regardless if you're, you're a libertarian, you're a Democrat, you're Republican, you're independent, you don't care what at all what's going on, I think the American people as a whole all have the same values. I, well, open for interpretation for some individuals, so I stand corrected. I think values is what's going to unify the nation as a whole, regardless of what party you're a part of. Everybody wants to see their kids be successful. Everybody wants good education for their kids. Everybody wants to be able to go back to work and get back to normal. I think those values and, and getting rid of the politics and the radical agenda that either side is trying to push, bringing those values back to center will bring us the America that we know and love again. Thank you, Alex. I appreciate it. All right. You guys be blessed and thanks for having me. All right. How do we take back the government? Is there a plan? My next guest has a plan. Hang on. Well, we've got a lot of work to do, right? I mean, look, we can sit around all day long and point out all the problems and what a disaster this administration is and what a disaster this Congress is. And there's value there, but we've got to beat these people. We've got elections coming up. We've got to win them. Joining me now to talk about that is Ted Harvey. He's the chairman of the Committee to Defeat the President. Ted, first of all, from a macro level, how are we looking in the midterms? I would assume pretty well, but I have no idea. No, I think we're going to have a blowout in 2022. You, you just look at demographics. We're only behind by five seats in the U.S. House of Representatives. And, and just with demographic changes, 
Um, California is losing a congressional seat. New York is losing a congressional seat. Illinois is losing a congressional seats. And, and all of these state, all of these congressional seats are going to red states like Texas is getting two new seats and, and Florida is getting a seat. Um, those are those are areas where we're going to be able to pick up Republican uh, congressional seats, even in my state, blue state, uh, Colorado. Um, we have a nonpartisan redistricting uh, commission that's going to be drawing the districts. And I think if they follow the Constitution and draw the lines the way they should, that we're going to pick up another Republican congressional seat here in Colorado. So I think just with demographic shifts, we're going to pick up the House of Representatives and rip the, ballot, the, the gavel out of Nancy Pelosi's hands. Um, but I also think that just with the, the how radically left the Democrats have gone, that we we are seeing an uprising across the country of grassroots Americans that um, don't believe that the Democrat Party represents them, and so I think you're going to see us have a landslide um, in the House, and I think we're going to pick up two or three seats in the Senate. Just in Georgia alone, um, we're going to have another Senate election in Georgia, and I think Herschel Walker is going to run there, and he's a legend in Georgia. And um, I think we'll pick up the Georgia seat, and there's other seats we can pick up as well. Ted, when you say people are going to backlash against the Democrats, I understand that, but I'm a right-wing nut job. I, I'm as far right as possible. I have a laundry list of things I hate. The people in the middle who decide elections... They look at things differently than I do. What are they looking at when it comes to this Democratic Party and recoiling in horror about? Well, I think your average American, whether they're moderate Democrats or unaffiliated, they, they are going to work. They're doing their jobs. They're raising their kids. They're going to their sporting events and practices and all of those kind of things. They're not involved in politics. It's not a religion the way it is to the left. I mean, the left running running yours in my life is is the the religion of the democrat party right now and the 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 average american out there they've never been impacted by it before but now when you see what's going on in our schools where they're pushing critical race theory where they're requiring masks to be worn in in schools when they're um forcing kids to be vaccinated when there's absolutely zero chance statistically of anybody under the age of 18 getting significantly sick from the coronavirus, you're seeing parents rise up in, in uh, school board meetings all across the country, totally outraged by what is going down in, in their schools being, being shut down. And um, I think you're going to see that roll over, not only from school boards, but um, to city councils because they're pissed off about what's going on in the violence in the streets of America. And you're seeing it going all the way up to the White House. People are absolutely outraged by what's going on with the Democrat Party and the takeover by the radical left in this country. Do they care about the border? I suspect they do not. Now, I do. I once ran for Congress in Arizona. I, I live in Texas, so I'm aware of the border. I'm horrified by what's happening, but I just don't think this issue translates to most of America. I don't think people are close enough to the border to care. Am I wrong? Well, I don't think they're being impacted by it. Um, the, the media yeah. is not showing anything that's going on down on the border. They're not showing the millions of people that are flooding across the border and destroying communities like in Arizona, where you're having states of emergency 
put in place by their these cities down on the border and states down on the border, but the media is not covering it. So the, the average American doesn't know what's going on. And um, but I think that is going to be a rallying cry for our base. Um, conservatives like you and me that are outraged by what's going on. And and if we can get another candidate out there like Donald Trump, who ran on the banner of securing our sovereign borders, um, if you can get some Republicans at the congressional level that are run on that issue, I think you'll get our base out. And we have to get our base out if we're going to win. Is Trump a winner or loser for congressional candidates right now who are in primaries or maybe in the general election? You never know how former presidents are viewed. Even once popular ones can get unpopular and vice versa. How is Donald Trump politically? How's his popularity? Well, it depends. Um, I think it depends from district to district all across the country. And anytime you can get a president to endorse you, that's normally a good thing. And I think most people want to have President Trump's endorsement. And you look at the people that are lining up in Wyoming, just north of where I am, um, they're desperate to get Trump's endorsement to go up against Liz Cheney because we can't have a split ticket um, going up against Liz Cheney because she doesn't need a majority. She just needs a plurality to win the Republican primary there. So I think you're going to see Trump endorse one of the primary opponents against Liz Cheney, and hopefully the rest of the field will step aside so we can have a head-to-head race there. Um, but I think that's going to be the case in, in most races across the country. Um, it, it'll be on a district by district race or district by district um, situation but having trump's endorsement i think will be huge you, you see he's having rallies with tens of thousands of people showing up um there's a there's a st- huge portion of the republican voters that support the president immensely uh this piece came out in politico and i mean talk about just being honest with it it has a Democratic strategist in strategist in Georgia saying they are screwed, that she didn't use that word in particular, if they can't repeat what they did in the 2020 election with mail-in voting. What does that mean, Ted? Well, I think the Democrats see the writing on the wall as well, that they're going to lose um, the House in the next election cycles. And, and it's going to be in huge numbers. And so they're trying to build a narrative to justify why they got destroyed. And like I said, the radical leftists have taken over the Democrat Party at the national level. And they know that they've gone too far. The Democrats know that they've gone too far. And so they're looking for an excuse for why they're going to lose in a landslide. And they're not going to say it's because the radical Marxist in our in our party have taken over. They're going to say it's because the Republicans pushed all of these uh, election bills that are denying, you know, that are racist and denying people the ability to vote and everything like that. They're just trying to set up a justification for their losses. That's what that article is about. But um, in the end, when you got 80% of America believing you should have photo ID before you can vote and, and prove that you are who you say you are before you vote, um, it's hard for Democrats to make the argument that they're going to lose because of these voter integrity laws. What they're telling us is that they can't win unless they cheat. And they can't cheat if they have to verify every single ballot that's brought in is being voted for on by a, a legitimate voter. All right, Ted, well, help me understand something then. I mean, Nancy Pelosi and others, I may find them detestable, but I know she's not a moron. If your party is taking a beating because you've moved too far left, 
why not stop going so far left? She would not be the Speaker of the House tomorrow if she didn't uh, support the radical left in her party. They, they almost threw her out of office. Um, before before this session started because the radical left controlled the caucus of the Democrat Party. And she tried, desperately tried, to, to stop the impeachments in, in, during the presidential, during the Trump administration. She tried to stop all of these radical leftist policies that they were pushing. And if she uh, pushed too hard, they were going to throw her out as Speaker of the House. And so she's trying to walk a very fine line to keep her power because to Nancy, it's not the issues. It's not the policy. It's not saving America. It's saving her role as the Speaker of the House. Yeah. All right. Why are people so pessimistic, Ted, about the country? There's a poll showing optimism for the country's direction over the next year dropped 20 points since May. 20 points since May is huge. What happened since May? What did I miss? Well, I think you see that um, the Democrats who hid Joe Biden in the basement for the last two years going into the 2020 elections, now they can't hide him. He is out there um, performing before the American people like a puppet, and he's not doing very well. He is embarrassing himself. He's embarrassing the country. And um, the, the American people are not stupid. They see what's going on. And then you see what's going on with the coronavirus, where the Democrats say, if, if you get the, the vaccine, then everything's going to be fine. And now all of a sudden they're saying, well, you're still going to have to wear a mask. And then they see the economy not taking off the way they thought it would. They see inflation shooting through the roof. Um, they, they see the cost of goods and cost of housing go through the roof. Um, the, the American people are not dumb. They realize that this administration is failing every time they turn around. And um, they're not doing anything to make America great again. And I think there's a lot of people out there that are having buyer's remorse. Oh, good. Let's hope so. Ted, thank you so much, man. I appreciate you. Thank you, buddy. God bless. Have a great day. All right. We're going to lighten the mood next. But allow me to just say this once and for all. I've said it a thousand times. Allow me to say it again. I'm looking at you right here. Stop approaching wild animals. Stop approaching wild animals. Next. All right, it's time to lighten the mood. Nature, it can be pretty dangerous. Hey, <laughs> 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 gone. that thing was annoying. That, that reminds me, it's been a while since I've done one of these PSAs for people. Not talking about that gentleman there because he was on an ATV, but you hear me here? You hear me? Wild animals are dangerous. I don't know what happened to our society. I don't know whether it was Disney movies or what it is, but I just saw another video yesterday. I should have played it for you tonight about people standing by bear cubs while the mother bear is right there on the road trying to wave them across the road. There's another story out of Yellowstone National Park. Somebody just got plowed by a buffalo. Stay away from the animals. They don't talk. They're not big teddy bears. They're not soft and cuddly. If you just speak to them like little babies. I see what you do out there, ladies. Stay away from the animals. All right. I'll see you tomorrow.